Hello, my name is Mark Diacono, and you are very welcome to the Imperfect Umbrella podcast. This month's guest is James Alexander Sinclair. He is one of the country's great garden designers. He writes in all of the gardening magazines and papers. He is a big force within the RHS. He's been sat on various committees. He's been instrumental in bringing so many of the changes that some of us have seen over the last few years. He's also an all-round fine man. He's a dot joiner who links people together, who sees opportunities for people and places where they might be able to do good and thrive in themselves. And he just makes them come together. He is a really interesting chap. And I wanted to speak to him on the eve of Chelsea Flower Show so that if you are either there over the next week or you are watching on the TV, you might get a window into what's happening with the judging where he is uh, a key part. So I hope you'll enjoy this insight to the Chelsea Flower Show, to the judging process, and also, if you don't know him, uh, an introduction to one of the nicest people you could ever meet. It's going to be warm on Monday. It is going to be warm, isn't it? It's going to be nice on Monday. It is. It's quite nice now. I'm looking outside and thinking, do I really want to go to London for a week? And the answer is probably not right now. Mm. Oh, God, we've got canapes for the morning, have you? Well... Obviously, we one thing we do share a love of is a biscuit. Mm-hmm. And in an attempt to reduce any likelihood of my middle spreading, so I look like a snake that swallowed a wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. I've um, I've come up with this delightful thing that my wife told That's me. That's your Powerball you told me about the other mm. day. And I'm perfecting different recipes so that it doesn't get tedious. So I tell you how to make them. They're very good. Yeah, go on then. I'm not going to listen, but you can tell me anyway. It's twice the amount of um, dates with their stone removed, um, squeezed up with a load of um, whatever nuts we've got to hand and some uh, pump, pumpkin seeds, pumpkin seeds. Squeeze them up like hell with um, a good scoop of tahini and a little bit of cocoa. And they're extraordinarily delicious and sustaining. And you get only that kind, you don't get a big sugar spike or anything. And as I think you'll see on Monday... I look pretty darn buff. Whereas the eater of the of the what have I got? I've got some Easter fudge left over that sits in there and occasionally gets brought out. There's nothing better than a piece of fudge when you've forgotten you've got fudge. Yeah, I mean my problem with fudge um, is it's not as good as tablet. We could be splitting the audience here, but I I I I, I know where you're coming from. No, I mean, it's, okay, fudge, okay, can yes. be a disappointment. I tell you what's the most disappointing thing is entire t- seaside towns full of fudge shops in ridiculous flavours, like, you know, raspberry pavlova fudge, which is not as it should be. Fudge should, should be vanilla, and it should be hard. What I want in fudge is glan- granularity. Yeah, granularity would be a very excellent way of putting it, yeah, which you get from Scottish proper Scottish tablet. You also get tooth rot. And, and and heart disease from proper Scottish tablet, <laughs> as, it, as it should be. Well, some would say that's kind of worth it in, in, in you know. It is, because I, I did this garden in Glasgow and they would bring me bring me tablet in such phenomenal quantities. Right. Even I could not eat it all. Even you, with a dedication to eating those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But I would prefer that to some squishy fudge, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely right. You don't want to die. You don't want to die because you've eaten crap fudge. No, you, you don't want to die because yeah. you've eaten excellent fudge or tablet. You're right. You're absolutely right. So you're off to you're off to Chelsea. I am. Um, 
And are you there in loafing capacity or are you there in your judging capacity? I am in there and in so many different capacities that, that it's ridiculous. Um, so, would you like my schedule? Uh, maybe a, a, a praise of your schedule. Okay, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday is judging. Right. Monday is uh, giving various tours, going to the President's lunch, hanging around, uh, chatting to you. But also on Monday, I have to officiate at a wedding. I'm sorry? A wedding. I'm, I, I have to officiate at a wedding on Monday. <laughs> because um, one of the things that you may not know about me is that I am an ordained minister uh, in a church whose name I've temporarily forgotten. Has somebody paid you to say this? It's one of those things like on the telly where, some, you know, a commentator is um, it, a friend bets him to say, I don't know, um, cauliflower in the middle of the FA Cup final. In no, some no kind nothing of like that. Contest. Nothing, nothing, nothing like that at all. Right, okay. okay. So, so, so basically it is um, uh, I am a, a, a minister in the Universal Life Church. A pastor, maybe even that, uh, which means that I am I am uh, able to legally conduct weddings in America, right? And I did this because I did conduct a wedding in America. My brother got married, and I, and I was I was the vicar. And then what's happening is that at Chelsea on Monday, a a very fine and good looking garden designer called Manoj Malde, who's doing the uh, RHS garden, RHS mm -hmm. Eastern Eye Garden, is 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 getting married. Well, what a lovely thing oh. at Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a secret. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's not now. Well, no. Well, I mean, anyway, he's he's uh, and I am the I am the the uh, officiant, so I will be there saying, brothers and sisters. I was going to say, can we have a can we have can it be a gospel wedding? Well, I would hope so. It's actually going to be an in, a sort of Indian Hindu wedding with lots of colour and excitement going on. Oh, that sounds marvellous. So, so basically, I'm officiating the wedding first thing. Then I go to take uh uh. Uh, so Monday, yeah, and then I'm the loafing around. Then Tuesday, I'm doing a thing for the very excellent Horatio's garden. Nice, nice. Uh, we've got a garden there, and they've got a breakfast thing, so I'm doing that. Uh, what else? Yeah, they're only giving you breakfast so that you mark them up very nicely. Uh, no, it's after after the marking, post marking, there is. Oh, no well, it will be it will be it will be a really shit fried egg sandwich if you give them anything but gold. It will be it will be delicious and perfect. It's, it's not strictly speaking for me. It's for you know potential donors who want to come and help Horatio's garden, which is an excellent thing to help. A very marvelous thing to do. Uh, it is, and we uh, so I'll do that. Then I'm going to give some feedback. So I'm going to go and tell garden designers why they've got the medals that they have. That's Tuesday, Ooh. Wednesday. I'm doing an RHS breakfast, uh, taking people around to raise money for the RHS. Then I'm leaving the showground for Wednesday. I'm going away and I'm going to go and go to some exhibitions and walk around with my wife. That would be very um, nice. And be in London uh, just as a breather. And then Thursday I'm doing the breakfast thing again. Then I'm giving a talk for uh, Project Giving Back at the Garden Museum. Then I'm coming back and doing the same thing as you're doing, I believe, which is to talk to Joe Thompson um, at yes. Chelsea Barracks. Yes. Um, then, uh, is that Thursday? That's Thursday. That's Thursday for Friday, me. I'm doing Young Person's breakfast and then i'm going home you're the you're mr breakfast next week yeah well that means it means getting up at 5 30 in the morning and coming in and walking around before anybody else is there which is actually rather lovely i bet it um, is and at your age you're up for a pee anyway at that time so you may absolutely. as well absolutely i'm there so just just keep on rolling you know mm. once, once you're there you just move you just keep 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 on rustling rustling along so so yeah that's 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 uh that's chelsea which will be fun and jolly and there'll be lots of nice people and there'll be lots of excellent gardens and there'll be lots of lovely plants and all of that kind of stuff and it's you know it's quite fun
It's more than so, well, I'm, I'm, I, and I'm interested in this because obviously, um, are you head of the judges or just a judge? There is no such thing as head of judges. Okay, what is there? Judges, all, it's 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 quite like like the Communist Party. All 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 people are equal. Okay, uh, is the idea or the ideal of the Communist Party is that we should all be equal. But we've all read Animal Farm. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I've been doing it for quite a long time and I have chaired various panels. So I think that I'm quite an experienced judge, although not the most experienced judge. Um, and and because when I was on RHS Council and stuff like that, I, I've had a sort of certain amount of to do with the updating of the judging process. So right, I'm very uh, interested in this. I'm very interested in the judging process because I think it's quite, um, for, for no recent fault of the RHS is, I could say, certainly. I don't know what it's like historically, but I don't think a lot of people don't understand the process. And I think that maybe that's been more open in recent times, but I'm quite interested in what it is that you're looking for. Because I, I, it, it, obviously, as as a, a general person wandering around, you have a kind of emotional reaction to a garden, and that's a factor. But... Um, I'm aware. I'm aware of some of the criteria you're looking at. You know, in, including the degree to which the brief is realised, and I think that's quite an interesting uh, factor. That you know, if if somebody hasn't essentially done what they said they would, that may that uh, yet produced an extraordinary garden that may not count in their favour compared to someone who has done the opposite. It will not count in their favour because basically, you know, it, there's a lot of different ways of. I mean, okay, your emotional reaction walking past gardens is not. It's not. I mean, it's fine. It's understandable. And it's human, mm -hmm. even even in someone who comes from Devon. Mm -hmm. um, but but it is not a scientific way of judging a garden. And you, but in order to be able to judge one garden against, I mean, judge them, we're not judging them against each other. In order to judge uh, each garden, which may be completely different. You yeah. can't go on personal preference. You have to actually boil it down to something more scientific and more um, objective than that. Mm -hmm. So, so it used to be it used to be very much sort of more emotional, and now it's less so because we've refined the criteria that are there. And you're right; the brief is the first thing. Have you done what you said you were going to do? Okay, so if you come along and say I'm going to create a Mediterranean paradise, and actually it looks more like Costa Rica on a rainy day, then you haven't done what you said you were going to do. Basically, yep. which means you haven't fulfilled your brief, which is the basis of a garden design in the real world. Have you given the punters what they want? Have you given them, you know, it's it's, it's like coming on stage and and playing somebody else's songs. You know, the, the 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 audience are there for for Hey Jude, and instead they get Uptown Girl. It's not really. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, 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 it's that that kind of thing. So 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 that's part of it. The other thing is obviously the more practical things about how well it's been built, whether it's been put together right, whether the design works. So it's two dimensional design. So is it working plan? Does it feel nice to walk around it? All of that kind of stuff. Are the trees big enough? Are the wall? Is everything in scale? Which is sort of design stuff. Uh, there's how it's actually being constructed. So mm -hmm. that have the landscapers done their job brilliantly. And then there's a lot of stuff. There are three categories about plants, about about you know the planting design, about um, the health of the plants, how well that they've been put in, and most importantly about the horticulture, which is a horticultural show, which means that you cannot put two plants together just because they look nice. Okay, is... so if you can't you can't put something that flourishes in autumn in Costa Rica next to something that does well in June in um, the Mediterranean. 
Well, also, okay. you, you can't put a water lily next to a cactus. That's a shame. That's a very extreme, extreme version. But you can't put something that likes dry next to like something that's what you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, so yep. it is. It's it, it's a really good process. Uh, the main thing that you will find about judging anything, and I'm sure you find the same in the the times when you've been shortlisted for various book prizes, and I believe may have won two or three. Um, uh, when you're being judged, if you win, the judging system is just the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> if you're being judged and you do not get the medal you expected, then obviously all the judges are bastards and the whole yes. system is corrupt and ghastly. So, so you're dealing with that. You're also dealing with a lot of people who, who are, are, are very tired uh, yeah. and, and have put, all, uh, put a year's work, years, sometimes more than a year's worth of work into this garden. Um, and and to them it's perfect. Um, yeah. And you're coming along and maybe saying actually that it doesn't quite work. And, and it, the, the the sort of analogy that I use is, is it's like coming along and saying I'm really sorry, Mr. Diakonin, but your baby is a little bit ugly, um, which is you know not the sort of thing that's 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 going to go no down. Wants to hear. Parent terribly well. And so so yeah, it's it's an emotional process, but but we hope that it is uh, the designers know. Uh, the criteria upon which they're being judged before they start. Yeah, uh, we've had a selection process and all of that kind of stuff. So we've asked them questions. They've asked us questions. So we've got as close as we possibly get to knowing exactly what they what they're trying to do, how they're trying to do it, and all of their all, all of those kind of things. Um, uh, and it, then it's then it's judged on what we see on the day. So it's kind of um, transparent, rigorous, and and gives you the the ability to sort of defend. Um, as you say, you're not. It's not like um, a league system where, yes, there is going to be a best in show, but it's it's not like you're ranking everybody against each other in every other way. It's you're ranking it against fixed as much as you can, objective as much as you can, criteria against which they have to be measured, and in that way, you can judge a pineapple against an, a banana, against a strawberry, against Absolutely. a spanner. All, all of that is correct. Um, I mean, we can give us we can give as many gold medals as we want. We can get everybody everybody a gold medal if we wanted to. If they were good enough, it would be great. It would make everybody very happy. Um, but it tends not to quite work like that. But but we can do. There is no first, second, or third. There is a best in show, which is a different thing. It's a really interesting thing because it's difficult for everyone, isn't it? I mean, in a way, it's like writing a book and having it published. And it's only at the point it's published that the editor comes along and says, I think this is, you know, this is what your words could have done. And this is how close you've got to writing the book you meant to. And that's quite an odd thing, isn't it? There isn't someone like you wandering around and going, your garden's doing pretty well, but if I were you, I would do this, 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 and this, which is what happens in the book writing world. Um, you yeah. know, your editor can make the difference between you being pretty crap or pretty ordinary, let's say, or not the fullest version of yourself and really shining. And it's quite difficult when, as you say, people have been involved in something and it, no, it's, it's, it's such a responsibility doing it for a year and they have only their own head and that of the team in which to... Uh, in which to kind of use to create this amazing thing. Maybe you should underestimate how difficult it is to create a Chelsea garden. It's it's, it's something that create that, that requires an enormous amount of dedication and mm. uh, enormous amount of effort and, often, uh, and and some extraordinary talents, basically. Mm. Right there. Mm. It's not something that you can just bung together without really thinking. 
Um, yeah. So so and, and and because of that, we we respect that and appreciate that and uh, honor that in whichever ways we can. But at the end of the day, you're entered a competition, Gov, and you've said I'm happy to be judged, which means that you will then be judged. And that's fair enough. But so, so, is it is it is it uh, is it uh, that there's a form, you know, a structured form in which you kind of um, scribble down various Ooh. responses. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, basically, ba- basically, it's a point system. It's very easy to work out. There are 36 points total, which means that there are nine categories. Yep. Okay, so nine times X equals 36. You're the mathematician. Four. Correct. There are four. You see, brilliant. Off, off the top of your head. Um, uh, so there are four categories, which is excellent, very good, good, satisfactory, and poor. So there are five categories, but the fifth one wins you no points at all. So, so excellent is four points, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, so your job in order to win a gold medal is to get 30 points. Okay. So, so that's, uh, that's it, basically. You get 30 points, you get, you, you get a gold medal. It used to be 28 until a couple of years ago, and we tightened it up because we thought we would make this a bit more difficult. It's uh, quite a high bar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is a high bar. You can only make sort of six, six uh, boo-boos. Um, uh, you know, tiny movies don't really count. There's a couple of places where we say you need to have made three minor mistakes or one major one in order to lose a point on this. So okay. that we can explain to you um, uh, exactly how and why and, and where it's worked. But That's really important because um, I've been coming to Chelsea now, I don't know, 13, this will be my, maybe my 13th year, I think. Yeah. And it's interesting, even for a numpty like me, to see how the nature of gardens at Chelsea have changed but also I was very aware early on of this exactly what you were talking about the difficulty for the judges to it sounds it sounds odd but it it struck me that it was difficult for the judges to feel understood about what they'd done when as you say you're dealing often with people who are tired who have pressure maybe from sponsors who have put so much into it and don't understand why their garden, in yeah, which well, in their eyes might be, that's you know, a why it's really important to be able to explain it to them because they are they they have the metabolism or they they have the the mentality of of, of a an overtired toddler who just eaten a packet of skittles <laughs> a lot of the time and they're fancy you know all of this is happening and and so yeah. it's very important to be able to sit down with them calmly and say right this is the reason and so you lost the point here and you lost the point there and you lost the point there. And it would have been really nice if you'd done this because then you wouldn't have lost a point there. Yep. And to try and do it in a sort of measured, non-antagonistic, non-confrontational, understanding, loving way. We do it in a loving way. As much. I'm sure you do. After um, all those breakfasts. Uh, which is, uh, which is not, a, not what it used to be. So, so you know, we, we're understanding and, and I, hope, I, hope it come, I hope it comes across. It, it, anecdotally, it seems to me that there's much greater happiness at the process, which seems to have come as a result of you being, you as in the judges, being, um, it, it being much more obvious to everyone, you know, I'm, uh, it, it, there's a, I'm sure. Even to, to you. Even to me, it's someone who takes a lot of malleting information into their dull Swede yeah. um, can, can see that there's a, uh, you know, a, 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 a shift here that I think is. Yeah, no, exactly. Things. I mean, we, you are the marker because obviously you're the person who walks around Chelsea looking for things to eat yes. uh, rather than appreciating them for their aesthetic and glowing beauty. 
Mm. Um, it's oh, can I eat that? Mm. Yeah, well, then, exactly. So if you can mallet into my gormless head, you can you can mallet it into into anyone's, which is um, which is that's, good. That is that is that is what we uh, intend to do, and so that's what starts today. Well, and how how many of you are there? Uh, on each panel, there are seven judges and one moderator. I mean, the way it works, okay, is that day one, which is tomorrow, day, I mean, today I just wander around and just get my eye and see what's going on. Today is Friday. Today is Friday. Saturday, uh, the assessors go out. So that's three of the judges go out. It's it's like an advance party, mm -hmm. um, uh, basically, who go out and spend really quite a long time on each garden and they talk to the garden designer and they look at the brief and they see how it goes and all of that kind of stuff. And then on Sunday, uh, the other four judges who've walked around on their own on Saturday then come together with the three assessors and you have a panel of seven, um, of which there is a chair, uh, a chair of assessors who's gone around on Saturday and a chair of the judges who basically takes control on Sunday. And then you walk around and each at each garden, the assessor, one of the assessors who's gone around on Saturday addresses the assembled judges. This is to save time apart from else. Yeah. Says, right, we've got uh, this and this, and yesterday the designer told us this and that, and this has changed, and there you go. And then we walk around the garden, um, and then we make our, our draw our own conclusions, and then we reassemble, ideally somewhere dry if it's raining, shady if it's sunny, and, and ideally with some sort of something to eat. Mm. Um, because, you know, there are some gardens that just leave things around for judges. It's like at Malvern last week, I hadn't breakfasted, which was lucky. There was Jamie Langland's garden had an apple on it, and uh, Emily Crowley, Crowley Rose's garden had a croissant on it. So there we go. I'm sorted, sorted for breakfast, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling um, favourable, uh, kind. Yeah, basically. Um, the best one was Mark Gregory's garden a while ago that had cheese and gingerbread, Wensleydale cheese and gingerbread. Oh, blimey, that's yeah. a gold, isn't it? That's a gold. Uh, that's gold without any, without any question whatsoever. So, so we, we we go around on the Sunday and we go through all of our nine criteria, and we vote on every single one, uh, and then we come up with a conclusion the, 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 that this is the medal that this that this should go. So we do do all of that, and then we all go and sit in a room somewhere, and we have somebody called the moderator who is basically a senior judge who doesn't have a vote in the process, but is just keeping an eye on things and making sure that, okay, so you gave a gold medal to that garden and you gave a silver medal to that garden. Why? What's the difference? Mm -hmm. So to, to just try and maintain some continuity through the whole yep. thing. Um, and so I'm doing that for the sanctuary and, and all about plants gardens tomorrow. So I'm doing small gardens this, this year. I sometimes do big gardens. Mm -hmm. This year I have a conflict of interest because Horatio is doing a garden. I'm a trustee of Horatio's, therefore I can't be seen to be judging them because that would be yep. unfair and wrong. So so we've gone through the process of judging in order to get you your gold medal. Is way back last year we've done selection, which is to, to look at your application and your drawings and see whether that's up to scratch. And there have been two or three selection uh, meetings that have, have asked you questions and have allocated your place at the showground. Then we have the assessment process. Then we have the judging process. Then we have the moderating process. Wow. And then finally, we have feedback, which is on Tuesday, which is going back and explaining to you, the designer, what's happened. You and, and your sponsor and your landscaper and whoever else it is. So it's it's it's, it's what I think one would call rigorous. Um, it's quite something. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time involvement at the show. It's a lot of time involvement before the show. There are lots of, you know, checks and balances Lots and lots and lots of that. I mean, on each garden at Chelsea, 
we the judges over this weekend will have spent an hour on each garden, which is pretty extraordinary, really. Well, it means it's it's like I said, we respect the work and the effort that's gone into it. And you know, if you breeze through and do the whole thing in five minutes, then that's that's not respectful and mm. it's not uh, correct. So so you know, this is this is a phenomenal effort on somebody's behalf. It is really really important for their career. We have to take it as seriously as they do. Well, that's, that's you know, a good I'm a very point. I'm a very serious person. Well, I, I know you're a very serious person. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so, so, and I, and I guess part part of the need for the feedback is obviously in itself and at the show that's really important, whether good or less so. But I imagine it's not uncommon, or maybe even usual, that people will come back. That this won't be their only Chelsea, and this maybe isn't their only Chelsea. No, they'll come back again. You know, hopefully, hopefully, we'd like them to come back again. You know, particularly you've got people. Both, I mean, you know, we like people who started at smaller shows to come back and 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 then come back. I mean, there's there's um, uh, a chap who started at Morven. Okay, Morven. He's at Hampton Court, and now this is his first good sized Chelsea Garden that's happening. So, so it is a, a progression, and and the RHS like to sort of. Uh, nurture people and move mm. them from one show one show to another. So yes, we hope that we hope that, that that they will come back. The other thing that's actually quite important is that the gardens are not being judged by the RHS. Right. Okay. So nobody. Yes, it's been organised by the RHS. The show's been organised by the RHS. The uh, you know the 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 day to day running of it has been done by the RHS. But you're not being judged by the RHS. You are being judged by a panel of your peers, of a mixture of garden designers, landscape contractors, uh, plants people, gardeners, all of that kind of stuff. So, 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 so uh, again, the, the reason for that is that nobody can say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all fixed." Yep. Because you've got a you've got a panel of seven independently minded people, and if somebody comes along and said, "I think it would be a really good idea, James, if you gave a gold medal to," them because they're you know major donors you just say piss off mm. i'm not prepared to do that i'm doing this i'm doing this because i'm going to to award whatever whatever medal the criteria says to a garden that i'm looking at in front of me and there's no influence coming in from anybody at all so it is it is seven independent people who have proven themselves to know what they're talking about uh, in the world of gardens and garden design uh, and they come along and, and and do it. So it's not actually the RHS have got nothing to do with it. So so when people complain, they said RHS, why have the RHS given a medal to a gardener about beavers? Harumph, harumph. So the RHS haven't. Mm. Uh, it is an RHS medal, but it has been awarded by a group of independently thinking, feeling, seeing people. And so, so how does one become one of those independent, feeling, seeing, being people? You have to go through a process of of um, of judges selection. Um, first of all, you, you have to be uh, a professional. You have to know know what you're talking about. Um, so, so we have judges who are designers, who are magazine editors, who are nursery people, who are landscape contractors, who are landscape architects. All of these, all of these kind of things. So, so if you want to be one, either you're invited to apply by I don't know, the RHS judging judging uh, department. Mm. Uh, and in order to do that, you come along and you come to a, a judge's training. You, you you become a baby judge. I call them baby judges. So the baby judges assemble. Usually, I have to call them. I will or somebody like me will explain to them how the process works, and we will do a bit of a practice so they can actually see how it how it happens and how and how it goes. Um, 
And then if they show, show interest, then they have to do two shows as an observer, which means they have to go around with a judging panel and listen and not speak and not contribute to the debate or a vote or anything like that they're listening. Then they do two shows as a designate, which means that they go around with the judging panel and they can talk and they're invited to contribute to the debate, but they cannot vote. And then if you get through that process, which you know takes a couple of years to get there, then, then you then become a judge and then you judge for a while. And then after a while, you may be invited to become uh, a chair of judges, which means that you're running either the assessing panel or the judging panel. Um, or a moderator. So, so it is. It, it's a, a laborious process, um, and we're always looking for for sort of new ones. We want to get uh, new, young, interesting uh, garden designers and contractors onto onto the judging panels, and we're slowly doing that. Well, that's a good thing because I know you know there's been criticism in the past and movements in the more recent past to make the nuts and bolts of the RHS more diverse you know in, in all in all ways including age and and um gender and and yeah of course all heritage. of those all of those important things which 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 yeah which we have embraced and we're doing it wherever wherever and, and however we possibly can it's, it's the the world has changed an awful lot in the last 20 30 years i think mm. my first chelsea was 1984 five okay. i think Wow. I came to Chelsea uh, and I couldn't afford the ticket. So I, it used to be that at four o'clock on the Friday, which is when it used to finish before it went on to Sunday, on to Saturday, um, anybody can walk in. So I walked in with a wheelbarrow um, and, and and bought some plants and walked out again. And that was my sort of sort of introduction to Chelsea. And everything has changed a lot. The judging process has changed a lot. Everything has changed since then, as it should be. It should be, you know... More hmm. nice, it should be more inclusive, it should be more diverse, it should be all of those things. And and the RHS is a large organization and it is doing pretty damn well. Uh, and it, and and you know, it's it's the job of members and those of us who love the RHS to to make sure it stays on that track and gets better and better every year. So you you've been this is nearly forty years. Oh, bugger off. Sorry about that. It possibly is. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't eighty four, maybe it was like ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah it was it was definitely it was the mid 80s at some point i think is when is, is when, when when it happened but yes yes it has it's been quite a long time i mean that's an interesting point to kind of jump in at well how did you get into gardening were you were you uh in really studious and delightful um who, person who um you know sat at his parents foot and planted sunflowers at the age of three and that was it and you never never where you turned or uh Quite, well, how, how did you get into the whole thing? Quite the opposite. I got into it because 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 both. I, I left school at seventeen and uh, didn't go to university or anything like that because it wasn't considered. I wasn't considered to be sort of bright enough. Mostly, I was idle. I think probably was what it was. Mm. I had an extremely mm. expensive education that was that was thoroughly enjoyed, but but wasted from the intellectual point of view. Um, and I did actually no work whatsoever. Uh, and so I left school and I and I thought, what should I do? I have no idea what I wanted to do. So I did a number of things. And I was I was a very good waiter. I really I'm sure. I can imagine you were. I, uh, I was very good washing up. Um, I was. Uh, I sold jeans. I sold uh, encyclopedias. I sold uh, advertising for publications that didn't actually exist. Um, good work. Things, various things, things. I sold ice creams uh, from a van outside the the V and A museum, which is actually illegal. I was not allowed to do that. So, so we used to get arrested quite frequently. It's a, uh, it, uh, it's their. Um... 
Is there any sense behind that, or is there no rum nor raisin to it? Great! Hey, hey, hey. This entire podcast is me setting you up for that particular recording joke, which I thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. There is no rum nor raisin. Um, uh, and, and, and I didn't, I had no idea. I wanted to be a photographer. I was yeah, quite good at that, not terribly. I wasn't very good at concentrating on one thing at a, uh, at a time at that stage of my life. Can um, I just point out that yeah. I'd like to break it to either of your parents that you could have, um, they could have saved an awful lot of money because I did exactly this, um, but there was no expense involved in my education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's, 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 it's, it's interesting how many people come to gardening by accident. Um, uh, and so I came to it by accident. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a poet. I wasn't very good at poetry. I basically wanted to loaf about and realised that that wasn't it. And gardening just sort of appeared and gardening, gardening, uh, to say gardening saved my life is possibly being a little bit, a little bit overdramatic, but gardening definitely helped uh, and gave me this routine. So I became a landscaper um, and, and laid bricks and um put down paving and put up fences and cut down trees and all of that kind of kind of stuff so i was a landscaper for quite a long time in south london um and would drive around in a land rover with a dog and various people um building gardens for people uh and then uh, we moved to the countryside and i thought okay I, my back is beginning to hurt um i don't know whether i've done something i'm not i mean I, i'm i'm not mr beefy Rather like you, it's not Mr. Beefy either. Neither of us are really Mr. Beefy. And lumping big bits of stone around the place get, gets a little bit wearying as one sort of reaches the end of one's um, 20s. Mm. Um, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to try this design thing. And I'd done a design course in 1984 at the Inchball School um, uh, because it was, you know, it was, again, it was my father sort of thinking, oh, gosh, we better give him something to do. Would you would you like to do any courses or anything? And I said, well, I've tried this one. And it was 10 weeks long, and I think I turned up for two of them. Oh, um, so I was absent, but I was, but I had a sort of idea of it. So then I started designing gardens, and, and then it carried on from there. So so I, was, I stopped building and started designing them, wandered around the place, did, did all this kind of stuff, did a Chelsea garden in 1999. Um... Uh, with actually the with Bruce Oldfield, who has most recently been on the on the thing for designing Queen Camilla's frock at um, mm. uh, at the coronation. We'll come uh, back to this, but carry on. Uh, and um, uh, basically, then then it just sort of happened, and so, so 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 I did that, and and then various other things. One of the things about gardening is is that it has very very many different strands to it. Mm. It's not like going to the office doing the same thing every day going back home, going to the office, doing the same thing again the next day. It has many, many different things, and I wanted to say yes to as many of them as possible, and then I started writing, um, uh, and then and then somebody asked me to do a talk, and then somebody else asked me to go on television briefly, so I did that for a bit. Uh, you know, these thing, th things happen, and if you're in, in a place at that point, uh, then you say yes, and it sort of works. So we did that, and then the RHS involvement is that I've spent a lot of time in my early career, complaining about the RHS and saying all the things that I've just said to you about how it being corrupt and, and all, all this without understanding anything. Mm. Eventually, I decided, okay, either I carry on complaining or else I do something about it. Uh, and the best way to do something about it is to actually get involved in it and find out how it works. And and so I I, I bluffed my way onto RHS Council 2011 or something and spent 10 years doing that which is basically being a trustee of the rhs and very and all the other things all the other committees the, the golden rule of committees is the fact that fewer people that are on the committee the more you get the more you achieve 
Mm. Um, so I did judging and we did communities and I did just gardens and, you know, fundraising and, and um, God knows what else, all of this other sort of stuff. And it's been, it's been great and it's been fun. And, and I hope that I've contributed to the modernization and the upgrade, not upgrading and the, what's the word I'm looking for? Modernization and, and then change at the mm. RHS over the last few ten after ten, after the last ten or so years when you know under Sue Biggs we built an awful lot of stuff, um, and now it's sort of consolidating that. And so I'm no longer on council, I'm no longer a trustee, but I'm sort of quite involved along the line. So so my life basically is I have lots of lovely clients around the countryside that I go and wave my arms around and say, wouldn't it be marvelous if we did this uh, and we do that? And then I write things occasionally. Uh, and then I do RHS stuff, and then I give talks. You know, much the same as you, except I don't do the bit where where you actually put put uh, herbs in bottles of vodka and then shake them and then write books about them. Well, that that's that's my shtick. You know, I needed I needed a point of difference uh, from you, apart from all the other points of difference. Uh, from all the others, yes. <laughs> it's really it's funny because I. How long have I known you? Probably thirteen years, actually, since my first since I wrote that first book for River Cottage, the Veg Patch Handbook, and we were um, we were both blogging, and it was the dawn of Twitter in 2009, so probably 14 years. And I remember coming across your... I didn't, didn't have a clue about you, except we may have had a mutual friend or two, and I came across your blog, and um, we we began rudely commenting on each other's blogs, I think, and that's... Which um, is what I did in those days. It's, it is, it is, and... It's, it's, it's innocent days when there was blogs and there was no there was no social media whatsoever. I think. Yeah, it was all you. Yeah, it was quite nice. Everybody chatted pleasantly on on Twitter, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and it was it was such a glorious place of um, connection and finding other people. I, I'm. I, it, it sounds really dramatic to say it, but without Twitter, in the the early days of Twitter, I'm not sure how much of what I'm doing now, I'd be doing. I'd be doing some of it, but I'm not sure about how much. It was how we um, made contact, for sure. And you, you, I hate to say nice things about you, but one of the one of the things, you know, in your time since I've known you and your involvement with the RHS, you have been no. I, I have no. It's awful. I have to say, the great dot joiner. I would say you're the person who will put A in contact with B, who will invite person C, who's got a bit of a strand of something that you see, and you think, ah, if we put them in this place, or we offer them a bit of space here, then they might flourish and it might lead to something else. I don't know that I know anyone who does that quite like you do. And I think that is, I know you do it in other realms of life. But as far as the RHS goes, I think... God, this is painful to say, but I think that <laughs> I, I really believe that you've been an enormous force for the face of the RHS being much more um, appealing to a great many more people and a greater diversity of people, which, you know, is it's, it's an awful thing to have to say to somebody who will hold it up and probably laminate <laughs> it and wear a T-shirt on Monday saying that, um, which is a hell of a thing to pull off when you could be argued to be exactly the sort of person who the RHS is full of. You know, you've had an excellent education. You're a, you're a white man of um, some learning. You know, to be able to pull off doing that yeah, yeah. is an extraordinary thing. Um, and, you're and, very kind. Thank you. Well, you know, and I think in that time, which is 
both extremely short and quite long, you know, 14 years or so, it has seen, I, I think the perception of the RHS has changed enormously. Um, and, you know, someone like me who's got absolutely no um, horticultural training and has just been self-taught in anything that I do, there is space for a me, which, you know, okay, I'm I'm not from a marginalised um, culture. I'm not from a marginalised gender. All I'm of those from things. Devon, for goodness sakes. Yeah, but no, exactly. I am. I, what I would say is, I'm marginalised. Well, exactly. I'm from. I'm from. I'm from very council Devon, um, who had no experience in anything like this until considerably late in my life. When I suddenly, like you, found a kind of the burning bush of gardening that you think, fuck me, I could warm my hands on that. And this this is, you know, this is a place where I can sort of do something to give me pleasure, but also to kind of um, get you outside of the inertia that can grab you if you're not careful, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's an extreme change in very short amount of time, I think, you know, to, to have made that change. I think it's not just the RHS, I think it's the world. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's increased awareness of environmental... Uh, issues and all of that kind of thing and the fact that that most people's closest encounter with the environment is what's right outside their door or on their windowsill or whatever like that and I think it's 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 moving away from the fact that gardens used to be you know you can't really have a garden unless you've got room for five acres of of woodland you know all of that kind of stuff has changed a lot it's not all about big stately things it's about smaller things and it's on a more human scale and uh, and the more human the scale the more it affects people uh, you know, all of that. And then all the COVID nonsense and all that sort of stuff didn't help very much. Or it helped gardening, but it didn't help the world. Mm. Uh, uh, and so, so yeah, I mean, it is, uh, you're, things things change, and as they should do, as they should mm. do. And, and people of uh, an older generation should move over and let people of a younger generation do their thing, and they should impart their knowledge and then, and then step gently sideways. Um, and that's why I think I think that's quite exciting is is watching younger people, new people coming up with new ideas and new interesting, new and interesting things, and watching that happen is actually rather rather fabulous. And then I can sit there in my bath chair at the end and take credit for it all. Which I think that's the way. I think it was all James's fault. Yeah, uh, but it, it's funny. It is it is a big deal actually now, isn't it? Because I, I used to, in the early days I was quite sniffy about Instagram. Um, you know, way back. Very significant. So he said, why would I want to do anything like that? And it's just whatever. And then one day you snuck onto it when no one was looking. The, the thing the thing that I found was, you know, in my first lookings at it, I was like, this is a load of crap photography that people are liking based on the um the famousness of the of the person taking the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that always drives me slightly scatty. But um obviously I what I didn't do early on um was give it time to see what else it was. And it's been quite interesting. And, you know, I've been there quite a few years now. And one of the things I really love about it is the platform it gives people in tiny spaces in different um, opportunity, you know, different backgrounds, different uh, areas that they're gardening, different ways of gardening, you know, that that can really inspire and grab a lot of people. You know, Spicy Moustache, you know, Alessandro yeah. is yeah. one of the great examples, I think, of somebody who is very outward facing, very generous in what they're doing and give you a whole world of not only kind of uh, a look into what he's doing, but how to make this, how to do that. This is going to make your garden better. Have you thought about growing? And it's all based on a small garden in the city. There are other people doing it. You know, there's there's Ellen Mary doing her thing. There's so many different voices that we can get access to now. And I love that about the kind of 
changing media i guess it's one of the real positives about it's, it is it, it is it is quite i mean some of it some of it i look at it and think this has no relevance to me whatsoever yeah because i am as you as you so sweetly pointed out uh, a, a white man of a certain age mm. um, and that's fine that's fine i can just skate over that i don't have to worry about it it's irrelevant to other people there's other things that that um it's it's not talking to me it's mm. talking to other people and and all power to their voice and if we can help them do that then then marvelous and wonderful um uh and and it is it's 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 great that it's there i mean obviously it's 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 bits of it are dangerous and bits of it are scary and and mm. twitter has sort of now become a place for lunatics to rant and rave and 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 it's lost this sort of cuddliness that it had um and instagram has that to a certain extent so so yeah i mean i think generally Social media, good news. What's going to happen over the next ten years? You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. It will sort of sort of appear because you know you mm. look back to the first time that I met you, which was whenever it was, two thousand and nineteen, twelve years ago. However, it goes. It was Sinead. Sinead McTurnan introduced me to me. Introduced you to me, which was that's right. Something for which I will never forgive her ever. Nor uh, I. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, there was no Instagram, there was nothing, none of that, that stuff, there was no TikTok, there was no, a, a lot of things didn't, didn't exist. And so, mm. so I have no idea, uh, what will happen over the next 10, 20 years. Who knows? It's exciting, I think. But also there's one thing I would take an issue with you about, which is the implication that the older person has to move aside. I, I, I'm, I, I realise the older I get what an ageist generation we are and it's only when you start approaching or entering into different older ages that you always imagined other only other people would be that I realize how strongly our generation is that and I don't feel like um the one thing I don't have is any sense of um and I'm a long way off it but I don't have any sense of um, wanting, I don't imagine having any sense of retiring, wanting to retire. I don't have any sense of wanting to move sideways. Yeah. I think I'm as interested in, um, you know, uh, 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 person A, whether they are 86 doing it in the Rockies or person who's 23 doing it in yeah, yeah. Um, Las Vegas or something. I don't, I, I, I don't feel I think like... that what I mean by that is that one should not stand in their way. No, no, too right, too right. That's what I mean, is, is, is don't say, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. You should never say you can't do that. So, well, go on, why not? Give it a shot, see what happens. Yeah. You, I mean, the whole idea of, of you can't do that because it's it's um, it's not the way it's always been done or anything like that is is unacceptable. That's that's what I mean. I'm not going anywhere. Um, bad luck. I know Actually. that you were, you, you were reaching for the, for, for, the, um, for the tin to put your contribution in for the gold watch and my retirement present. I was. But I'm not going anywhere, I'm not, I'm, but, 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 but I'm just aware that there are other people doing things um, who need to be encouraged and they don't need some old, 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 old chap standing, standing, standing in their way. Yep. Well, that's so, interesting. Now, right, before well, I let you go, yep. I want to cast back to 1999 because you said you did a Chelsea Garden. Oh, Yeah. Did. did you enjoy that? Yeah, I wasn't very good at it. I didn't really know what was what was happening. I was sort of bluffed my way into it. It was quite interesting in that we used to live near Silverstone Circuit. Mm. And um, this is a story of extreme jamminess, just to warn you of this right now. Okay, um, I like a jammy and, story. And we used to rent out a room for the, for the Grand Prix. 
And there was this guy who rented the room, came to the Grand Prix and, and come back from the race and was loafing about sitting on the lawn. So I went and chatted to him. Um, and said, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm a journalist. And I said, oh, where? Who said, well, I edit, an, ed, I edit a newspaper. Um, and I said, okay, which one? And he said, the Daily Express, which at this time in 99 was not the the, the, the steaming pile of rags that it is now. <laughs> it was largely more respectable. And, they, and, and, um, and I said, oh, you do a garden at Chelsea, don't you? And he said, yeah. And he said, can I do it? And he said, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, so you know I, I sort of followed, followed it up and then I got to do this garden at Chelsea which was which was uh, done with with Bruce Oldfield because I thought I didn't I, I needed an extra name to do it and it was about couture and we had some he made a fantastic dress for a model on the first day and you could it had this this pond that that for want of a better better word ejaculated uh, there was a low pond and a high pond, and it. Sh- I found this weird fountain that shot a jet of water every forty seconds from one pond into the next one, uh, and it had a hedge upon which you could walk because it had a grill, so you could actually walk. So you could look down on the plants. The idea was have to look down at the plants, and then there was a cage at the top of it that I wanted to have chickens in, and the archer said you cannot have chickens at Chelsea, which you know, fine. So I made a, a, a chair out of out of feathers that I got from a game dealer. So there's slightly rank, smelly um, pheasant wing nailed <laughs> to a chair. And I had a path made of washers, metal washers, which meant that as you walked along the path, it sounded as if you were spurs. So I quite like that. Nice. And the planting was fun and it was quite interesting. I mean, it was completely and totally unsustainable. It wouldn't have worked in reality. Um, uh, and that was it, yeah. So I did that one then. And I did one in 2017, which was an RHS one. I remember that one. And that was nice. That was good, actually. That was a good garden. I liked that. Yeah, it was, it, it was, uh, there was a lot to love about that. I remember, you know, it, it just, there was a lot of sound stuff going on, wasn't there? Yeah, it was sort of vibration and water and making water move by the power of sound. And it was involved that these these sort of young um, sound artists who were fabulous and, and friends of my older son and, and were very talented and managed to do extraordinary things. Uh, and it's fab. We, we then took that garden... And we did one at the RHS show when they had shows at Vincent Square. So we did mm. one. So, so I did, instead of using water, we had a, a sort of woodland floor and all these leaves. And I made the leaves move and rustle um, uh, through using sound through bits of wood. And then we did it again in Moscow. So so it, it did it did, it did a, a certain amount of touring. That's pretty good. Hmm. That was fun. We, might we see another... JAS Garden at Chelsea. I don't know. I haven't really, you know, I haven't really done very much, and I haven't really concentrated on the idea of doing show gardens. You know, some designers do a lot of show gardens. I've, I've sort of thought maybe if the opportunity comes up, but if it doesn't, it doesn't, and it sort of hasn't. And so I've sort of, um, I've concentrated on the sort of judging bit a bit. It's difficult if you're doing a lot of judging and doing show gardens at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that sort of uh, poacher gamekeeper, gamekeeper kind of thing. I mean, it's possible, and it's and it's and it, and it can be done, but I haven't really, I haven't really done it. It just hasn't, hasn't, hasn't happened. Other things have happened instead, and so, but, but there is that. I've, I've got a couple of quite good ideas in my head, um, uh, and if, if the getting the sponsorship is as easy as it was the last time, where you just sit on the lawn with somebody and say, "What do you do?" Then that would be fine. Rather than I understand that that most people looking for sponsorship for show gardens have to go jump through an awful lot of hoops and be 
be sort of marvelous and wonderful and work really, really hard. And and my experience was extremely jammy and very lucky. I see. I see. Well, so never say never. Never, sure say never says never to nothing um because you know it is it is a lot of my life and your life is is some is is about somebody coming along and said you want to give this a go and you say yeah right yeah it's it, it's funny isn't it you need to you need to have walked through a particular door and you know or, or you know turned left when you might have turned right and you bump into somebody who says you know i yeah. work for the express or do you fancy yeah, well, you know all of, all of these things sort of sort of happen and, and and it's so easy to to realize that they might not have happened but at the same time i would i would still be a happy landscaper um laying bricks and doing nice things um but you know w one can't really speculate about things that have never happened so as it is people have said do this or would you want to do this and i've said yes and i've you also you have to understand the things that one's good at and that both of us are quite good at talking mm -hmm. uh, and quite good at, at, at audience wrangling and 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 uh, writing and all of these all of these various various things. And the other thing, the thing that's quite nice about gardening generally is it's generally quite uncompetitive. It's a very different world to the food world, and there are many many lovely people in the food world. Don't get me wrong; there are many many lovely people who will pass the ladder down, who will open a door, yeah. who will do all of that. But there is an underlying competitiveness that is stronger much stronger than the gardening world i would say much, much. i mean it would be much easier for, to, to, to make a list of of 10 bastard chefs chefs than it would be to make a list of 10 bastard gardeners yes but i think we I know, we could probably certainly do four or five between us without any trouble yeah, no, we could do it we could do it without any problem at all but this is probably not the right place to do that no it's not the right forum for that we'll do we'll do it with a java cake afterwards um <laughs> well look, I, i've kept you from um streaming out of the house with a packet of jaffas in your hand and jaffas only at five o'clock i'm sorry jaffa's yes but you, you'll be somewhere else at five o'clock and you need to take some with you for that time i know it'll be it'll be a jaffa free free time we'll have other things there will be other there will be flapjacks and all sorts of things and hopefully my daughter will appear at some point while we're in london with something delicious that she's made that's extremely she's a hell of a cook she's a hell of a cook well, it's been very lovely to share um, summer Friday morning with you. I'm going to um, I'm going to get this uploaded as soon as I can because I think it would be a really lovely and useful thing for people to listen to, either who are coming to Chelsea uh, during the next week or who are watching on telly. Which is such a, I mean, it's like Glastonbury, you know. It it's so great the coverage now of Chelsea that I am really happy if I have to just sit there and watch it in a way that I'm gleeful at Glastonbury time when I haven't got a ticket because I don't apply for one. Um, and I'd rather watch it at home having been there in the worst year in history uh, for rain. It's quite interesting that the, the, um, the correlation between Glastonbury and Chelsea in that, in that you look at it on paper and the two events are so completely different. Mm. And actually the crossover, there's an awful lot of people who come to both. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it either means that the Chelsea Flower Show is becoming groovier or the Glastonbury is becoming less so. <laughs> well, there seems like a good place to end. James Alexander Sinclair, you champion. I hope you have a marvellous week um, and a safe journey down to London. And I'm looking forward to possibly the gardening world's um, most famous hugger, which is uh, yourself, uh, capturing me within his large arms uh, at some point on Monday. I will be, I will be doing that and I will see you at the Sharp End. You take care, mister. So there you are, James Alexander Sinclair. Um, what a lovely man, but also I hope you've 
got a bit more of an understanding about the flower show, about the judging process, about what's happening with it, and uh, maybe that will give you a little bit more of an insight when you're either there at the show um, this year, next year, whenever, or watching on the TV. So until next time, take care.